Well, if my gear all works, we'll be up to part three. Ladies and gentlemen, the first time we've had part three on the third party I'm show. sorry. Sam Vernon. Let's go. What are we talking about? Obesity. I can talk shit for whales, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, there's the whole thing about fat shaming. Mm. I don't, I, it's a really hard subject to... Is, is fat shaming better presented as concern about health? Well, absolutely. That's where I'm going. Like, But it gets... Like, people like Jordan Peterson sent a tweet. All about the Sports Illustrated yeah, thing. Yeah, and I'm like, mate, you've just, you've, uh, he got that wrong. Again, this is why I say the intent, I think, I understand the intent, the, the delivery of that one Well, was harsh. Exactly. And uh, I don't know, there is an argument for all people not being allowed on social media, but to link back to CrossFit, the reason that Greg Glassman, Coach Glassman sold CrossFit is that he sent a tweet about the George Floyd death. Oh, yeah. He, he, I don't know, like, it blew up. Yeah. And people were like, fuck CrossFit. And, you know, so he sold the company and brought in, in some new, a new CEO who's since another CEO has come on board. And it's that, the same thing with, with Jordan Peterson. He sent that tweet about the, the, the lady on the cover of Sports Illustrated. It was a big deal. Um, and he, I think he said it not... not it's not beautiful. It's, it's not my kind of beautiful, I think. Yeah. And it's like, cool, mate, but like... I don't know if Twitter's the right place to say that. Like, I, look, I, th I think that... It's a health conversation, though. Y y yes, but I think you've got to recognise that Jordan is a... He's in the culture war going on between the the, the left yeah. and the, the centre-right, you know, like the... He's firmly entrenched in that. I don't think he asked to be put in that. No, That's came out of his, you know, his comments in 2016 about the... Um, University. The Canadian the legislation to you know, being forced That's to pro right. use pronouns, and he stood up believing that wasn't good because it, it, it undermined free speech. Yeah, and since then, you know, he's been he's blown up, become mega famous, and he's part of the culture war, and he's I clearly agree. on one side. So for him, I think the the context there is that yeah, I would expect him to comment about that, but again. You just got to be careful, I guess, in the way that you comment. No, no, you don't have to be careful. Depending on the way you deliver the message, you it. might get more traction with people. Where if you deliver it in a different way, they'll just shut down to you. Yeah, that's like I, I say, you know, right. like the obesity thing. People being really fat, you know. There's a there's a health concern there. Not that that's I'm concerned about them. That's right. But if they if they themselves are looking to live a long life, which maybe they're not, or maybe they are, then there's a concern about the health there. If they wish to avoid decrepitude. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. And, but, but the whole concept of obese. I th and I think his concern there, just one thing, is that by putting it on Sports Illustrated and having mainstream media say, this is beautiful. This very overweight person yeah. who's probably got heart problems or looking towards diabetes Possibly. problems. 
quite possibly, you know, just because that's probably what will happen if you're overweight for that to that extent for that long. Yeah, is not something we should be promoting to or the youth normalizing. or normalizing. Yeah, you know, we we, sh- we should be saying this is a person, this is what a body can look like, but this person may have some really severe health problems if they continue that way, mm. and so. You say that, that's a different thing to what Peterson may have said. Exactly. You know. I've heard Twitter described as it's it's almost like chatting, but it's put in the Library of Congress. You know? Like it's there yeah. forever. Oh yeah. Um and that I that that the I can't remember the name of the lady that was on sport. I thought she was stunning. I thought she was stunning. Um I haven't seen it. Yeah, like really pretty girl. Um and but a, but pretty a pretty pretty in terms of her f- face yeah, pretty yeah yeah but he- I've never, but, I've never but healthy, met her so I don't but, know if she, no yeah. well that's right and healthy looking or not who knows who knows but again that then links back to the the superficialism that's promoted by social media by dating apps. And, and and technology, it's about how you look. There's no value proposition of a person. True, but that's a hard one. You can't rule out how people look because we've got eyes. They take up a major 100%. chunk of our brain, and that's for good reason. And that's why we can look at people and go, that person looks sick. And we yes. Can, and we can understand that and go, well, that's going to influence what I do. Like maybe if they're sick, I won't get too close to them, and maybe for very good reason. Yeah. You know, so... Yes, beauty's skin deep. Yeah, and you're right. Instagram and things like that. Where yeah, you see some of the candid before and after shots, and you're like, oh my god, is that the same person without their makeup and without all of the fake yeah. stuff? So, I've, have you seen the show Lodges for Codgers? It's a British TV show, no. and they pair up affluent, elder, older people yeah. with younger guys. And there was this one lady that got paired with this 19 year old who was, like, pretty much addicted to Instagram. And she would start getting ready at 4 p.m. Who the granny was? Or no, the young girl, 19. Oh, yeah, right. She'd get start getting ready at 4 p.m. to go out at midnight, Ooh. right? And so this old lady was like, have you ever been out without makeup on? Yeah. It brought the girl to tears. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Jeez. We, our, like, our kids will... Never experience their teenage years without social media. Social media mm. will be integrated through all of their life when they're teenagers, and mm. and that's different to us where we we had that period of time without that. So you know, at least it gives us it gives us the ability to look at things now with a different perspective to anyone born after like nineteen ninety mm. or let's mm. say whatever it is. The digital natives, yeah, the digital natives. You know, they will always have that in their life, that exposure, that, you know. But again, that's going to change them. They're going to become thick-skinned in a way in that when they said that thing which is now considered bad when they were 20, and like you say, it's recorded forever on the internet, they're just going to push that aside and be like water for ducks back because mm. they have to be. Mm. Like for us, the things we've said, fuck, the things I said as a kid, if they were all on the internet now, people would be like, that is guy's it, a complete loser. You is never... this going on the internet? Yeah. <laughs> but we, we've got the, we've got the, uh, we, we, we've got the, um, we, we've avoided that. Yeah. Just so that, through that, luck. That links back 
to the delegation of responsibility because it gets taken from the individual. But if you give it mm. to the individual, but like also talking about kids playing, I think a big thing about kids playing is the, the management of risk and the ability to, to decide if climbing a tree is going to be dangerous or not. You know what I mean? And so with, yeah. with that, if you give responsibility to your kid to decide if something is, is safe or okay. good, bad, or like what's the impact going to be, yeah. then, then you can allow them to make the decisions and assess the risk. They've got to learn. The, and you so can... the, the helicopter parenting, I'm yeah. like, I, with my kids, I'm like, I, I, the two things I want to give them is resiliency and for them to be helpful. I think that's that. That's all I want as a dad, right? Um, and so, like, if they climb a tree, I'm like, if you climb up there, you have to be able to climb back down. I'm not going to help you. Mm. And and it's like, yeah, that's the rules. Yeah. Um, and so what they learn is like, oh, I don't know if I can do that, which is fine. But they might find the limit of their experience, right, and go higher than they thought they could. And that's like, wow, yeah. I've done this. Daddy's over there looking at TikTok. Yeah. And I can climb back down. Yeah, and it's like it's a. I find it's a it's a, a balance. It's constant mental decision. Like, do I stop them from doing that because I know there's a chance they'll hurt themselves, or do I let them do it and learn and maybe not help them to hurt well, themselves, or maybe hurt themselves? Yeah, I think I think it's it's you got to kind of parenting. It's like fucking a, hard, man. There's, there's no rule book to parenting. Well, yeah, that's right, but it's like. If you can highlight the risks that you can see and then let, let them make the decision, it's like, yeah. you, you know, like you, if you're playing with a ball next to a road, you're like, well, just think about the road rather yeah. than saying no. And I, like, I am, I, I don't, it's, I'm not, a, it, I don't find parenting naturally. I don't think anyone does. This is a preconception I think we have. I think when you're kids, you grow up, you look at adults, and you think, oh, they know how to parent. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Then you get there, and you're like, look at me. I'm 50. I've got these kids. Honestly, I've got no idea. I look at myself sometimes and go, how the fuck did I end up here mm. as a parent? Like, mm. am I doing this right? No one's doing it right. No one's doing it right. Everyone's just doing it the best they can yes. and hoping that they're doing it right. And I think nature has, has given us, you know, well, they give you feedback. Well, that's right, but you give you give everything to your kid that you can, and it will be good, bad, and indifferent. Yeah, and that's how it works. Yeah, you know, like. Um, but here's here's a good thing. But going back to your stoicism, like you know, the day when we kick the bucket and we shuffle off, those kids are on their own, and they're going to do fine. They will do fine. But when you think about it, you're like, oh no, I won't be there to protect them. You know? Although I think my daughter might be the first president of the world the way she's tracking. <laughs> she is a force. Um, yeah, 100%. Like, yeah, it, it's interesting times. Yeah. Mm. So shall we um, come back for another episode one day soon? <laughs> yeah, I'll think of some more shit to talk. <laughs> nah, I love it, Tim. I love your work. It's, um, it's cool. And for the... The people watching this on YouTube will not appreciate the investment you've made here. There's noise-cancelling foam on the ceiling. 
Thanks, Sam. Yeah, man, come back. It'd be good fun. It's good. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had fun oh, just look, hanging out. And hey, I love talking. Talking, yeah. And I love listening, too, which is an, yeah. a forgotten part of conversation. Yeah. That's a big part, hey, trying to just listen and see what you don't know and not try to be right. Well, I found that it's about there's a difference between listening to understand and listening to respond. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm thinking about something while you're talking in response to something, I'm not listening to you. It's something I do here when I'm talking to people. And the, the reason is people don't realise, I've had a number of people have been on the show and they've said to me, oh, I've got nothing interesting to say, I won't be interesting. People don't realise how fucking interesting they are. Mm. And like when you're talking... You are, to me, you're throwing out sparks and channels of conversation like every five seconds. And I find myself going, let that one go. Like, I really want to come back and go, oh, that thing yeah. you said, let it go. Yeah. And because something else will come up anyhow. Yeah. But, and I see it, like they say with Joe Rogan, I watch shows like that, you know, a good, a good interviewer or whatever you would call him in the way that he That's elicits like good conversation him. with his people. Yeah. His, his, his way of conversation is he lets people go. He doesn't stop the conversation. And then, like, the things he's got people to say or do on that fucking podcast, Elon Musk smoking a reefer, <laughs> yeah. it's like the impact of that was yeah. affected the share price of Tesla, <laughs> right? NASA enforced... A safety check on SpaceX that cost fifty million dollars because he smoked a fucking reefer because Joe Rogan is such a good conversationist. This, I think, is something that Elon just does not care about. He doesn't give a fuck, and why would you? It's his business. It's his company. It's like, okay, it's it's just part of life. Maybe that's the start of the next one. Yeah. All right. Nice one, mate. Love your work, Tim. You too, buddy. Wow, we finished it. We did three parts. How long was it all together? Uh, I'll 